welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time Michigan, the Hoops podcast on what's happening in hoops in the mitten. We will have a State Champs Indiana hang time that uh, is uh, should be up now by the time you're viewing this. So you can check it out if you want to see what's going on in Indiana. Obviously, uh, what we're doing here is talking about what's happening in Michigan. Hang Time Michigan is sponsored by Lawrence Technological University. Follow the men's and women's NAIA basketball program and recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Hungry Howie's Dough Razor is the simply the easiest and best fundraising program. Go to doughraiser.com for details. And the MHSA is also a sponsor of Hang Time. Looking for scores, stories, district bat brackets. All of it is at mhsa.com. And the MHSA needs referees. I think we all know yeah. that. Uh, the info for you to get started is at highschoolofficials.com. So that is that. I am Lauren Plant, Scott Bernstein, and TJ Kelly here uh, to get us going. Dan Young, Matt Maurer will be along a little later. We also have a conversation with Roseville head coach Hassan Nazim. Is that yep. how you pronounce it? Nizzy. Coach Niz, yeah, baby. exactly. It's got Roseville rolling. Yes, yes, exactly. And that is our main event for state champs this week. So that is coming up uh, just a little bit later. So uh, results and reaction is what we always start with. A uh, couple, we'll start with Scott, that uh, you had a chance to uh, see this week. North Farmington defeats Farmington 41-39 Monday. Yeah, I really like North Farmington. Um they're a real sleeper. I mean, before the season, I had Farmington ranked ahead of North Farmington. I thought Farmington was going to be a real force in the OA White. They don't really have any signature wins right now. They got a great three-guard set in Tariq Shepard, uh, Jaden Akins, and Tariq Humes. Unfortunately, that really hasn't translated to having a great season, at least so far through the halfway point. North Farmington, on the other hand, was a team that I wasn't really thinking much of. There wasn't a lot of buzz around him, a buzz around them going right. into the regular season. And they've really, in my opinion, exceeded expectations. They got a great front court um, led by a, a, a real intriguing prospect in uh, center, Yusef Jihad, 6'9. Uh, didn't have a ton of minutes last year. This is his first year that he's starting and, and playing the whole game. Just got an uh, offer from Greg Campion, Oakland University, averaging about 15 points, 10 rebounds a game. He's long. He's athletic. He's got nice touch. Um, yeah, Todd Negotian always has his team. Yeah, the no-goes yeah. always oh, you know. uh, ha- have their guys uh, on point. Um, so with Jihad leading the way uh, with a, a, a double-double of 16, t- uh, 16 points and 10 rebounds, they beat Farmington and in um, uh, the, the Battle of Farmington, if you will. Yeah. Uh, on the road, uh, Justice Clark, their junior point guard, has been starting since uh, his freshman year, hit a game-winning free throw with about a second left. Um, and North Farmington's only going to get better. They're 7-3 and three or 8-3 and three right now. They're missing three starters that all should be back uh, by the end of the month. Uh, one is uh, a really nice sophomore, Deion Hayes, whose brother Jamal Hayes is, 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 is also a starter in the backcourt. Um, another is uh, their starting wing, Shoran Graham, who's really athletic and shoot the ball. One of the best dunkers I've seen this year. Yeah. He uh, hurt his shoulder, but uh, last week he should be back. He's, he's got to have to sit out about a week. And then they got a transfer coming in from uh, Farmington Harrison, Eddie Lenton, who's about 6'3", wing. Um, is really gonna uh, really gonna help them inject them with some offense and, and some length. So uh, you know, if you're Farmington, you just you got to put the pieces back together. It, 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 you know, they're 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 beating bad teams, but they're losing to good teams. Mm. So that's what that that's what Farmington is right now. 
And then last night I was out at uh, an LVC battle, a Lakes Valley Conference, Wall Lake Northern and Lakeland. Uh, the Battle of Bogey Lake Road, the two high schools really sit really close, really next to each other. Yeah, I know. On Bogey Lake Road. Um, Wall, Lake Northern's, Wall Lake Northern is a real kind of feel good story. Um, they're 11 and 0 right now. School has only been around for about 15 years, has never uh, started the season 11 and 0. Uh, Johnny Jokai doing an excellent job, one of the really uh, up and coming young coaches, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, cut his teeth at, at, at Livonia. Franklin as a head coach, coach, had been an assistant all over the place. This is the type of guy that has just, he's a grinder. He's he's the kind of guy that, he's a gym rat. He's uh, coaching AAU. You know, uh, he he was big in the development of Yante Mayton at Bloomfield Hills back in the day. Um, And uh, he's just doing a really nice job. They got a a very impressive front court at Wall Lake Northern. Uh, Three guys that all are about 6'5", 6'6". Jack McGuire, Andre Price, and Kevin Robertson. Now, Kevin Robertson is only a sophomore. And uh, just very versatile. I love this kid's upside. Last uh, last night he had to move to the point because their point guard Troy Lattimore uh, was out for the game with an illness. And uh, Robertson, and I had not really ever played the point before, and he can handle the ball and he can run a team. And he had 12 points, five rebounds, five assists. Um, you know, I ranked him in my top 30 in Oakland County to start the year, and I got some people kind of scratching their head at me, and I said, well, just wait, wait, uh, and you'll see that, that, that this this is a, this is a playmaker. This is a difference maker. And, uh, you know, he's been a real catalyst for, for this Wall Lake Northern team, as has been Andre Price, who's kind of like a walking, talking double-double, a guy that's just, you know, you can just pencil in at least 12 points, 12 rebounds every game. He had 14-12 last night. And you like them to uh, take I like the conference? Wall Lake, I think Wall Lake Northern's going to win that conference. Okay. Um, in fact, <laughs> it's possible that that team goes – you know, nineteen and one, eighteen and two. Dare I say twenty and zero? Right. I don't know. Taking into account they could have that gaudy record, I don't know if this is a team that can make a run to Breslin. Right. But I think that they have a really good chance at winning the second district title in school history, and uh, you know, you know, putting a scare into some people in the regionals. Building it, building it. Yep. So uh, one of the games you're going to get to be able to check out on uh, State Champs, uh, not only on this Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. We also have it up on our social media platforms and our website, statechampsnetwork.com. From the west side of the state, uh, Hudsonville and East Kentwood got together on Tuesday. Wasn't even close. Hudsonville goes on the road, wins 71-47. to uh, And, you know, uh, big statement. I mean, just... You throw up 71 against anybody, let alone on the road uh, in hostile territory. That's impressive. Yeah, and the, the teams, uh, let's say this is the larger schools, the division ones that I've noticed in the OK Red, or excuse me, in the OK as a, as a, as a, as a whole. whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, outside of Forest Hills Northern, I think that they don't, might be the only undefeated Division One team. We've got Muskegon, um, who just lost the other night to Reeves Puffer, Reeves Puffer, and I'm not sure when the last time that that happened. Yeah. Um, and then you have teams like West Ottawa who are rebuilding, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, and so, I mean, it's, it's very much up in the air, and it, whoever might wind up coming out of the Breslin uh, or to the Breslin out of, out of the west side of the state is going to be, might be Petoskey, it might be Traverse City, you don't know, right. one of the Traverse City schools or something like that, but Hudsonville, is, yeah, was a, that was a great one for them. They got a nice inside-outside combo. Uh, Max Perez in the yep. backcourt, a yep. uh, pace setter, uh, a, a gritty uh, kind of coach on the floor type. He can also shoot it. He can play make really well. Get to the basket. Get to the rack. Yeah. Uh, and then they got a, a very underrated big guy. I think it's Zach Moore is his name. Uh, yeah, it's like six six maybe. Yeah. yeah, like more of a kind of is more of a like football guy. 
uh, I don't no. know. I just I've been yeah. I've been kind of reading about him right. on the west side of the state as a guy okay. that's really having a, a really good season so far, and um, I know he's played really well as of late. So you know when you, when you got the, the the perimeter game and you mix it with with some toughness on the blocks, you know you can yeah. you can do a lot of damage. Yeah, Perez kind of plays beyond his years, um, you know, and it's going to be fun watching him over the next few, you know, over the next what year or two. Um, at the same time, I mean, you know, he's five foot ten. You know, sometimes college coaches they fall in love with certain height and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you look at a guy like Perez, who's just—I mean—he's a producer. Yeah. You know, he, he, I mean, it makes teammates better. I mean, he's a starter last year. Um. So we know as a freshman. So we'll see. Yeah, know, Zach, Moore, the, Zach, Moore, more. Zach Moore's six six. Okay. And I would say, just in general, yeah. we've talked a little bit more about West Side teams this season than maybe we have in years past. So I mean, I think that whole area uh, is proving its worth. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I think it, let's say this: it's when when we when you can kind of have the opportunity to piggyback off of some of the Division One guys, some of the bigger name guys, mm-hmm. um, and then you ha- also have success for with West Ottawa. And I'm talking about like some of the bigger name guys, like Xavier Tillman, yeah, um, two years ago, and then you've got Marcus Bingham, mm-hmm. um, you know, James Beck, and some of those other guys, you know, have had a lot of success. You yeah, know? Um, or let's say this: notable names. You know, it, it's it's good for like we've talked in the past. You know, it, it's good for the state of Michigan. Yeah. Um. You know, in hey Grand Rapids, they will. Hey, well, I mean, it's, there's some good basketball out there. David Cool has his guys over at uh, oh, what, Hudsonville Unity. You know, those guys are yeah. uh, those guys are running, so ruling, or they're doing what they're needing to do. Yeah, so. That's right. Cool, Zach, cool with a K. Yeah. Zach Moore is averaging about uh, 16 points and eight rebounds a game. So okay. So that's a nice, uh, nice, nice stat line for a, a kid that maybe not a lot of people talk about. When we got a lot of really good big guys in the state. Right. So just to be mentioned in the conversation with some of the best big guys is, you know, is a feather in his cap. No doubt about it. The main event on the program uh, this weekend, we decided for the first time. Uh, we were going to the gym at Roseville to cover a basketball game, and uh, we've been doing state chance for 15 years. So uh, it's exciting when all of a sudden that uh, they're making some noise. We had kind of talked about them a few times here on Hang Time. Macomb, Dakota, we had ranked seventh going into this one. Uh, we knew that it was going to be a tough road to hope for them to win. Uh, Roseville able to get it done at home, 63 uh, to 56. Your impressions? Hey, it was it was a pretty close game. Let's say this: Roseville, they brought their crowd. They were intense to start off. Uh, you know, they run up running a little bit of foul trouble, just, you know, just to, just the, the entry of the game. I think Dakota, you know, just having some experience over the last couple of years, um, you know, it came, to, came out to the forefront and helped them um, just because, you know, those guys who were once freshmen and sophomores are now juniors and seniors. Um, and they just seemed like a little bit more poised. Roseville settled down. Uh, young Banks. I mean, kids five foot ten, five right. foot eleven. They got a, but, they I mean, got, he they had got a nice four threes. Hit, he had a great second quarter. Got a nice backcourt, Darian Banks and Martel Turner. It's, yeah, it's, they're they're yeah. they're scrappy. Right, right. Um, and then uh, I think the uh, kid's name is Lazelle. Uh, he was he was really good. Uh, or let's say this, he was solid. Um, and I think John Okamoto was did a great job um, on the boards. Just definitely, I mean, as a as a rim protector. I mean, he had a block shot on Ryan Rollins. Um, I think third quarter or something like that, where he just two handed draped it. him. Yeah, draped him, <laughs> caught it with two hands, you know, and came down. And then he started pushing the ball. And I think that that's one of the best things about watching John is he's got a really versatile game. And it's only like this kid is like raw. he's, always, he's, he's, he's raw, he's raw old, talent, but he can do raw something. Power. Yeah, and when he's 20 years old, and he might, let's say this, if he has to go to the junior college route, um, in two years, more than likely he's going to have. 
you know, a handful of Mac and Horizon schools, if not more than that, depending on where he goes around in the country. And I do know that, um, you know, a top, a few of the top uh, junior colleges in the country, as far as like Barton Community College, Gillette Community College, Indian Hills, uh, Vincennes, those kind of schools have all been in contact with him. And so, um, you know, we'll we'll see where we'll see where he winds what's up. The, ended what's up. the ceiling with Roseville? I mean, I'm calling them yeah. the best team in Macomb County right now, and I think it's helping them that yeah. they're in the red now, yes. as opposed to the past. Yep. I mean, yep. they've beat they beat Romeo Weems in New Haven, mm-hmm. they beat De La Salle, they've beaten Dakota. Yep. So, I, you know, who, who else in Macomb County can you put in that conversation with 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 the best team in the county? I mean, right now it's yeah, Roseville. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Roseville, Ro- Roseville is on top, and I'm, I mean, if you want to, I think what well, De La Salle's on Common Road too. You know, so I mean, right. to, to kind of look at like, look at that. You know, I don't remember last time we could actually say that where De La Salle wasn't even the best on the road. So where where do you think where do you think they're ceiling is? Is this a team that can go to Breslin? Um, possibly. Um, I think they used to have a lot of the the upper echelon teams. They need they, let's say this. I think they need to come out with more poise uh, because if they they fall behind to some of these teams, um, I'm talking about like a you know definitely like a UD Jesuit, right. uh, Cast Tech, and I think that they might have to go. Through different paths, but even if they have to go play um, through um, a Grand Blank, a Clarkston, a Carmen Ainsworth, yeah, you know, then I think that that's where they kind of run into some problems, and they just have to like a lay off the Mountain Dew before the games, and they'll be fine. Right. You know, right, yes. <laughs> if I could right. say it like that, you know, <laughs> yes. but yeah, you know, they just just like hey, get into a nice cold ice bath and stuff like that, and then come out, you know, and, and play and with stick, it, play and, within and themselves, to, and stick to and stick to the and stick to the game plan. Now you got to realize that when you get into the playoffs, especially against some of these top level coaches who have won, and there are a lot of them in Michigan or you know that are still around, and then who have, who have also have good teams and experienced players. You know, they know how to work the refs. They know how to, you know, take advantage of somebody or, or a team's uh, over-aggressiveness. And I think that that's one thing where, you know, I like where Roseville's tempo is. They would fit in great with a lot of PSL teams. And I think that that's sometimes where PSL teams got to get caught up as yeah. far as possible. I mean, and guard play is, yep. is, is always going to keep you in games. Uh, you mentioned the two. Uh, Banks had 13 of his 16 points in the first half. Yep. Martell Turner, 9 of his 15 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and you know when it we're, as far as Dakota as Dakota goes, I know that uh, uh, we still got Toko Magic, right? Yeah. And, and uh, John yeah. Ukamaru, you know, he got uh, injured for a little bit. Is that is that correct? Yeah, at the yeah. end of the game. Um, but I think he's gonna yeah. be all right. Yeah, he, yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He uh, missed the last. Actually, it was it was Ryan Rollins who who went down. Oh, oh Rollins, the, Rollins, Rollins went down. Quarter, okay, that was it. Okay. Yeah, in, in the last in the last minute, right? Kind of like a free. I mean, right. he was. Going in for a bucket, kind of Roach, like a, he had eighteen in the game, Rollins. Right, so yeah, yeah. Rollins and, is he's a big dog. I mean, well, he he he's a, a a real talent and a guy that is only a junior and is only getting better. Yep. And I I could really see him, um, you know, finishing strong this year and, and a kid that will, you know, has already started to get Division One interest and yep. it's only going to continue. Well, Oakland, Oakland assistant um, Tony Jones was there, and I think and I know that Cleveland State offered because Lou Dawkins called me immediately after and wanted to know how how is he is he how bad is the injury. Right. Um, I talked to um, Coach Toko um, earlier today, and he told me that um, that you know he's going to get everything checked out, and but it doesn't seem like it's going to be that serious. It might hold him out for a week or two, um, but one of those nagging injuries has kind of um, given Rollins problems over the years. Also, Michigan State assistant Dwayne Stevens was in the crowd last night too. So um, you know, so it's it's good to have you know Horizon offers, Mac interest, Mac offers. Um, but then when you start getting some guys, you know, from the Big Ten, from that upper echelon, and I also like to say I thought Toko played some great defense. Uh, I think he had 
three steals in the first half, wound up with like five or six steals. Whatever in the game. school lands Mark Toko for whatever sport it is, whether yeah. it's football or basketball, is going to get themselves a real gem. Because this kid, you no, know, maybe he's not good enough to play at Michigan State or or good enough to play at Michigan. But when, when he finds his niche, he's going to. I predict him to be a, a star at uh, you know at, a, at an Albion or an Adrian. Um, the type of what you're gonna you're gonna leave out ten mile in Evergreen, ten mile Lawrence ten mile in LTA. I mean, I, 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 I think come on, man, club. we got to do the the daily plug. He's, he's the type jealous. he's the, the type of guy plug. that can come in and, and, and play point guard at that level or or play quarterback at that level and, and really succeed. Um, he's, he's just a gamer. A, he's he's a just a winner. He's just a winner. Big yeah. big heart uh, and, and a lot of big time potential and the type of guy that when the when the, the lights are shining brightest, he's playing his best ball. Yep. Uh, I do want to say that. Um, uh, a couple just big upsets from from Tuesday. Uh, Harper Woods lost E course. Wow. You know, yep. 88 86, so by a bucket, but that was uh, your Division two number two team. Uh, and uh, your number nine in Division three, Sanford Meridian, lost to Hemlock 60 to 51. Yes. So, uh, you know, again, that's, you know, that, that's what happens with, with weekly rankings. I do want to mention uh, also that uh, we'll have highlights on state chance from the Alpena area. So, a couple of road wins as uh, Mayo beat Alcona. And uh, Hillman had a 30-35 road win at Rogers City. So that will be on the show uh, Sunday if you want to check out uh, what's happening in that Alpena area. Uh, but uh, before we go to break, let's quickly kind of get into your rankings. Uh, I know that, um, you know, we asked you to do a Super 5. Yes. And uh, we have a Super 5 that basically will uh, be uh, on our television side. And you kind of had Benton Harbor kind of right now, if you were to rank a number one of all the schools, uh, regardless of division, they'd be number one. But uh, right now in Division 1, you've still got UD Jesuit uh, as the uh, leader in that. And that obviously coming off a big win over Catholic Central yesterday. Yeah, that, the win on Tuesday night was huge. Jalen Thomas returns. Uh, I mean, they're winning without Jalen Thomas, and all of a sudden you add uh, a, a six foot nine. Did Thomas play Tuesday? Senior center. Yeah. Thomas played Tuesday. Senior center, um, who now they have a rim protector. They have somebody who can go get a lot of rebounds to add. You know, I know Daniel Friday has been playing, just being a stat. Lights uh, out. Yeah, he scored uh, 30 points on Tuesday night, 18 in the fourth quarter in their win over Catholic Central. Um, and when you also add in the, that they're going to have Caleb, uh, excuse me, Caleb, uh, Hunter. Caleb Hunter. Yeah. Um, you know, when the, when the transfers come through right you know pat donnelly's got them rolling nice um harper uh, and kalamazoo central you now have in the rankings yep and they, they grand blank mike thomas his old stomping grounds kalamazoo central where he helped them uh lead, or Win led them to two state, two state back-to-back yeah. state state titles uh to grand blank down there um back and forth affair and uh you know the home team wound up sticking it out in the end uh last two you know wound up, uh, excuse me kalamazoo central wound up beating the former number two team by a couple points. Uh, but really, when it comes to Division Two, it's it's been and pretty much the state, as we mentioned. The Scooby it's Show. Ben Harbor and everybody yeah. else. Yeah, well, I'll say this. In the, now when we also get to talk about, uh, you know, let's say this. I think that we're, three of the teams that were in Division Two the last three years are going to be back again. And I'm talking about River Rouge. I'm yeah. talking about uh, Benton Harbor and uh, New Haven. You mean yeah. teams that were playing Team, up in the final teams, four? Teams, yep. that are, teams that have been in the final four, and I yep. think that three of them are going to return. Right. Um, it, it, it is what it is. Chandler Park will more than likely have to play. Um, excuse I'm, me. They're more than likely going to have to play New Haven, I believe. And then also, but, you know, still got to worry about teams like Pontiac. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so New Haven doesn't have like a the golden, you know, the r- golden route. Um, you know, their route is a little bit tougher. But Benton Harbor... To me, uh, Carlos Johnson is just Scooby Johnson. Just makes everybody else on his team 
that much better. He's a he's he, a unicorn. He does, he's he a does special a lot special of player. Things. Like he's got a knack for rebounding. I've heard people compare him to Draymond Green. Draymond Green isn't in his shape right now. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and people that remember Draymond in 2007, you know, a hey, hey, Lou, you know, when he's the head coach over at Stag, you know, he plays, you know, they, they do uh, scrimmages and shirts and, you know, in yeah. shirts and skins, you know, and make sure Draymond's got the shirts on, you know, <laughs> right. and it's one of those right. things yeah, where, yeah. you know, he, but he's just a really versatile player and makes right. a lot of guys better. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that, and then they also have Justin Brown, who is. Um, also playing very well as a 2019. Uh, Scooby's a unicorn, senior. just like Romeo Weems. I mean, yeah. if you're ranking the players in the state right now in terms of what they're doing as high school players as well as what they can do at the next level, it's Romeo one and it's Scooby two. Uh, and then finally, uh, we'll just quickly touch on, uh, you know, talked about Super Five. We've got Flint Beecher number three in the Super Five. Obviously, the uh, clear. Uh, heads and tails, number one in Division Three. They got River Rouge this weekend. You know, Should be a, yeah, a, a the high watt, high wattage match. Absolutely, yeah. and we're going to and we'll talk about that in our next segment. But uh, I will, you know, this is a team that three peat, and uh, you know they beat. I mean, they put eighty five on Osborne yeah. uh, Tuesday. They won by thirty four. Uh, this is a team that you know Edison kind of you know ran to the title that last year, but now it seems like Beecher is ready to go back on top. Yeah, I, I as far as. Terry and San- Jalen Terry and Ernest Sanders and, and, and for, a one two, for a one-two punch. Yeah. And then you got, wow. then yeah. you got then you got then you've got young Keon, you know, who's only a sophomore. So that brings in another guard, and he plays fearless, and he's not afraid to make any shots or take right. any shots. Right. And so when you have that many guys out there that are that are let's say they they've grown up around winning, you know, they look at yes. Monty Morris and stuff like yep. like they were ten years old, nine yeah. years old watching Monty Morris, yeah. you know, and they're like, I want to be like that. I want to yes. be like man, man. I want right. to be like man. Well, man. you want to leave you your know? legacy, right. Yeah. right? You know, and that's a hard mountain to climb right there. It's already here, so yep. uh, yeah, I think these kids are uh, are going to be the real deal, and we'll talk about them a little bit more when we talk about the specific matchups in. Sure. The uh, Williams Classic. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to do the grab bag. We're talking about impact transfers and Scott's most underrated. So that is coming up. And again, we'll then touch a little bit on the MLK Horatio Williams tourney. So stay with us. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. State Champs Hang Time Michigan. We are going to get into the grab bag, just a topic each for the boys. And uh, we're going to talk about impact transfers. This is the time of year where uh, if you were somebody who had transferred and you had to sit out, uh, generally by the end of January, you can get back in the game. Who are some notables? I think you start with the Catholic League. Um, obviously, we talked, we touched on Caleb Hunter earlier, who transferred over from Southfield Christian. Mm-hmm. Won, a Won a state, state championship. championship last year. Uh, He's going to just give them an extra guard out there. Not only that, you give it somebody at else. Where? Can, you didn't say or, where. Excuse me, at the University of Detroit Jesuit. There you go. Uh, you know, right. to go along with, They're not good enough uh, already. Right, right. Well, to go along with Julian Dozier, um, they're going to be mighty quick in the backcourt. Yeah. You know, not big, 
but you've got two guys that are seniors. They've been there before. They've they've done a lot. They're I both the definition of cagey. They're yeah. they're smart. They they, yep. they beat you with their mind just as much as they yep. beat you with their skills. And they can also you know do a little bit of scoring from the outside. And they're going to have the opportunity to set up uh, quite a few players on their on their team as well. Um, Brother Rice, who I know we've talked about in the past. Um, you know they've had kind of a, like a, a little bit of a rocky road yeah. since they got in, into league play. They have, um, but they get a lot better. Um, when they get uh, Miko Stewart, who's another guard, gives gets the ball out of John Brantley's hand. He was at Country Day last year. He started at Country Day, Day as a freshman. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you know him being a sophomore now, and then Zach Maynard transferred over from Rochester Adams. Uh, Rochester Adams, and he'll give them some shooting and a little bit more size, a little six about six three, um, and he'll be able to play on, on the wing. And uh, you know, yeah, they need some energy. Some peri- you know, what I mean, they they some they need, Johnny Brantley yeah. needs some help. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and because Brantley's been playing. Yeah, Brantley's been playing playing pretty well. I saw him uh, last Friday against. Uh, I mean, when they got destroyed by Detroit Jesuit, but right. you know, he still he still had a solid game. Um, you know, and then we can kind of jump over. Catholic, to, well, Catholic Central is getting Josiah Smith. Yep, Josiah came over Smith. from a, a Division Four program at that youth time was Class D. Now, hey, man, have some res- put some respect <laughs> on that name. What are you talking about, man? Uh, Josiah came from. Bloomfield Hills Roper. Yeah, I came over from my alma mater, uh, uh, Roper, and he was the uh, MVP of the MIAC last year, averaged 18 points a game as a, a sophomore. Yep. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts into the uh, well, they you know, need playing guard, with the big boys. They need guard play over there as well. And I, and I think that Brandon Sanawi, the new coach, moving over from Novi, yep. he needs that guard play. And not only that, he's about Josiah is, what, 6'2", yeah. six th- almost 6'3", yeah. or something like that. Let's say this in another week, he could be 6'3". Yeah. Uh, but he's definitely going to be able to help them. Muskegon, um, they get Jarvis Walker, who, mo- who transferred over from uh, Mona North Shores. North. And they need some help because they're about 4-3 like, right now. They're still trying to find their balance. But one thing that you had him number one. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it started. And yeah, these guys just, and then Coach Guy would decided to, you know, take two weeks off after winning a, a state title or you know going to the going to the making a title run. Right. Uh, Billy Roberts, um, their big guy just got offered just got by some, Michigan State. Just got football uh, offer from Michigan offer. State. Yep. So you know, and and not only that, they've got some other guys that wear who's going to Northwood. He's a six foot three, super athletic. He's a wing. he's a high flyer, yes, man. Yeah. Maybe the best dunker on the west side of the state for sure. And so you got a lot of guys that they really need to start gelling together. Yeah. Um, you know, because they do have some really good guys that you know, Flip Carter. They've got some other guy, Deontay Torres. You know, who are also guys in the backcourt. But sometimes you know you need to be able to spread that ball. And Jarvis gives them a little bit more size at six foot two and. You know, probably about 180, 190 pounds. Well, the great thing so, about basketball, one or two players can completely flip yeah. the script. Yeah. You one know player what I mean? can flip the yeah, script. Yeah, one player can. And I yeah. think one of those players. But it's another, about chemistry. Yes. Um, and one of those guys who I think is really going to help, um, especially from the point guard position, is going to be Lucas Henderson, um, over, who's going to Ypsilanti. Parlez-vous Francais? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, t- I talked to him the other day. Um, I, I tell you what, he's. I remember watching him in August, and he was my height. And now he's like six foot, six foot one. So yeah. he's been eating his American vegetables. He's a Tony yeah, Parker. He's still, he's still yeah, skinny. Yeah. He's, he's a Tony Parker kid. terror. Yeah, but and, yes. yeah. But he's taller than Tony yeah. Parker. You know, but yeah. And I think he plays on the French national. team. Yeah, he's on the team. French national team. Yeah. And so he's one of those guys where he's just real heady. And I think the most important thing about that is just having five, six months where he can hang out. Be a kid, yeah. learn some lingo, ingratiate you know, himself I, into American I, culture. I, you know, yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things. What works over in France and stuff like that. If I'm going to do a backdoor cut, it might be a hanhi, you know. Right. But instead, you know, you could just go one of these, and you know, 
You know, yeah. I mean, you could, you could you could get YBI and kind of throw up some hand signs and stuff like that. And uh, well, I'm sure he I'm sure he was at the Winter Jam. I probably saw what happened in the third quarter. Was like, hey, we don't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it together, right, boys. Right. No Jean Van Clap for uh, yes, him. Yes, exactly. But no, that's going to make them instant, yes. instantly better. And Coach Brooks had said. Uh, you know, even when I saw him before the season or right at the beginning of the season was like, wait till this kid is in our lineup. We are going to be another step closer. I agree 100%. So, okay, good stuff. All right. Um, Scott loves to take on, you know, uh, like things like underrated or, you know. I love making lists and rankings. Like lists. Yes. Shouting out kids, giving love that maybe to kids that don't always get the love that they deserve. And people love that. Yeah. So uh, you wanted to talk about some of your most underrated. Yeah. So on my blog right now that you can get at statechampsnetwork.com, Bernie's Bites, uh, I did a, a, I, I do these, you know, uh, top five rankings that I call five for fighting, you know, throw out five names and have you debate them. Yeah. Um, so I did my uh, top five uh, most underrated players in the state right now. I got number one. I got Caleb Bates from St. Clair Shores Lakeshore. I love this kid on the wing. Just he's a tsunami of swagger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. he's the type of kid that, you know, he grinds it out on the blocks. He can step back and hit threes. He can mid-range you. He can get out on the break and finish. Um, he's a guy that's averaging you know close to 25 points a game right now, and, and is a real uh, a dark horse for the Mr. Basketball Award. I think um, number two, I got Josh Warren, um, by far the best player downriver right now. Maybe the best player that that the downriver league has seen in a decade or so. Uh, he's over at Woodhaven, and, and he's a scoring machine out of the backcourt. Um, just you know, just ex- explosive. Yeah, the type of guy that uh, uh, can just in a blink of an eye give you 30. He's going to be their all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Uh, then I got Serquavius Bell, another sleeper in the Mr. Basketball race from Bridgeport. Um, he's a, a, a football star and a basketball star, and uh, this is the type of kid that um, it, it is a playmaker, just just gets it done on the floor. Uh, he outworks the competition. He's got a skill set that allows him to go inside and out. And he's a guy that just, you know, uh, is ferocious in the way that he attacks the rim. Similar to my number four player in uh, Roseville, uh, we talked about yeah. Don Ukamoto, who uh, just, you know. He, we didn't really talk much about him. We just well, kind of mentioned him. You know, ra- both both him and Serquavius, just raw power. He had an po- oop in the game. Raw, po- yeah. raw yeah. power. Uh, they go after uh, the rim like it stole something from their mom. I mean, they're, 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 they're ang- they play angry. Right. And, uh, you know, that translates on, into the stat sheet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I think both those guys uh, uh, have incredible upsides at the next level. Ukamadu, we talked about, might have to go the, ju- the Juco route, mm. yep. um, but he's being recruited by the real top-tier Jucos. Serquavius yep. um, Ball, Ball, I'm not positive about what his recruiting status is right now. I think he's got some, like, a lot of Division II um, interest, um, you know, and with football. Yeah, you know, I you know how all of a sudden he's you know, like six. He's six five, so I mean, he's a yeah. know, He's like a Malik. He's like kind of a dare I say a, like a poor man's Malik Carr, um, but on the basketball floor, it has more of a perimeter game than than the Malik Carr. Yeah, but, but he plays I'm, with a lot of energy. Yeah. You, you you can tell that he's playing. You know, he, he's a tireless not, his, motor. His, his second best sport is in golf. Yeah, a ty- tireless motor uh, on a Serquavius ball, um, and then finishing out uh, a guy on the west side of the state that I really like, Jimmy Scholar uh, from Grand Rapids. Uh, Forest Hills Central. He's a junior, and you know I think he's you know probably the most, uh, the, the, probably the best kept secret in the backcourt on the west side of the state. Um, a guy that is just incredibly uh, intelligent. He can shoot it. Um, he, you know he can run a team and, and run an offense with with you know 
you can match him up against any point guard in the state in terms of quarterbacking an offense. Um, and, and he's just a gamer. He's a, he's a type of guy that uh, I've never seen him not put out 150% energy, 150% effort, uh, and then you add that to his skill set. Um, and, you know, he's just a, a, a real difference maker. Yeah, Jimmy's one of those guys where I remember watching him over the summer and uh, in watching him over the spring and the summer. And his jumper has really improved, but he's got vision. You know, he really he can drop dimes and make you look a lot better than, you know, let's say this average Joe. Um, at the same time, his jumper, I think, is what's really propelled him. Um, and I believe he's got offers from Grand Valley State as yeah. well as uh, Fair, Ferris. Ferris, Ferris. So, you know, if, if, if you're saving your parents' money on college tuition as a, you know, as a sophomore and a junior, more than likely that's going to translate to more opportunities. And the, um, you know, 1700 senior year. All right, well, let's quickly get a little bit into, um, before we say goodbye to these guys, is uh, talking about the uh, Horatio Williams Foundation MLK Freedom Classic taking place this Saturday, January 19th. Uh, always a fun tournament, it seems like, each and every year. Uh, this year is no different. Going to be at Warren Fitzgerald. Yep. And uh, they've got a girls game right off the bat, uh, Mumford and Detroit Edison. Detroit Edison has just been so unbelievable this season. Uh, if you want to see, you know, just a really, really great girls basketball team, you got to go check them out. I mean, Rakia Jackson uh, is, is, is the best player of the state uh, in the girls basketball realm is the best player the state's had since Ariel Powers. Yes. And Ariel Powers is yes. in the WNBA right now yes. playing for the Mystics. Yes. Um, I thought you were going to say Peggy Evans. Gross Point Well, North. that's going Gross back. Point North, right? Ariel Powers. Ariel Powers is Country Day. Country Day, that's right. Um, yeah, all due respect right. to Destiny Pitts, who's at Minnesota yes. right now, or Deja Church, who's at Michigan right yeah. now. I don't think they really can hold a candle to, to Rakia Jackson. Right. And what she does, uh, you know, there's a reason she's a top five player in the country. So quickly, the rest of the games, the uh, 145 is the rest are boys. Chandler Park in Macomb, Dakota. 330 is Detroit Western and Ann Arbor Huron. At five is Detroit Edison and De La Salle. At 630, uh, another city Catholic clash between King and Clarkston. And then the game of the, you know, the matchup. Uh, River Rouge and Flint Beecher, which may be the best true matchup that we've probably seen this season. That's at 8.30 p.m. You've got two experienced coaches, vertically challenged, both of them, you know, but they both won state titles. Yeah. I mean, they've, got, they've got a whole bunch of guys who have been there, who have been to the Breslin. They know what it is to play on the big stage. They're not going to get rattled by the crowd. It's going to be not packed. Gonna, they're, not thinking, they're not thinking about rankings. Yeah, they're not right, thinking, right. The only thing that they're thinking about thinking bragging is, rights. is. Well, it is because yeah, well, they're in two yeah, different divisions. So, they're yep. not going to face it. This is just, yep. yeah, straight up. Who's the best? Yeah, and we've ta- and we've talked about who we feel is the best in the state right now. And being this, Benton this, Harbor, these are two other teams that say, "Yo, yo you got to right, right, right." We still have a state. You got to bring your this. neck braces for this thing because you're yeah, going to be going yeah, like this yeah, and yeah. this and this. And I mean, the pacing of this game is yeah. going to be, you know, at, at, like like a NASCAR race. Yeah, it's going to be got it's it. going to be exciting. But I, don't discount the Clarkston King. I was just about to say that two yes. guys, two teams that are in the you know what. Top five, top right. six, or whatever. I think I, I think I have Clarkson number five and right. uh, and King at four. And two teams and so, that you know when we talk yeah. about Cass, you know Cass is in our in your Super Five. King's right there. Yep. And then you've got of course Clarkson who was on the top of the mountain for so long. It seems. And I could have easily and, put. And now they've they've proven that uh, they are not going to go anywhere. They're going to play with everybody. King's yeah. point guard Jordan Whitford. I could have easily put in my most underrated. I mean, you know. I, for my for my dollar, he's probably the best point guard in the PSL. Yeah. Has a has a real good chance at winning Mister PSL, and he's just the type of guy that uh, you know, just he, he's such a a, a great quarterback um, for for an offense. And you know, every game he, he's dishing seven eight assists, and, and he, he can score. He's improved his jump shot. Yep. 
Um, so and that's I think okay. that that's the big key for him is just improving his jumper. When you have, when you when you have the opportunity to, to shoot a wide open jumper, you've got to take it. Otherwise, these guys are. If I'm on defense, yeah. man, this guy didn't take a wide open jumper. I mean, he got yeah. no confidence in himself. I got no confidence. You know, yeah. I'm slack off on defense. I can yeah. help over, help out over here. But your Jordan has Jordan is is definitely the key. And the reason He's why the Detroit the King, King is where they are right you know, now. Omar Ziegler is a yeah, really so. nice sophomore. Yeah, John Massey's coming yeah. along. I mean, they've got some other guys. So we're going to have some good stuff to talk about next week on the podcast. Can't we'll wait. talk about the Freedom Classic again, January 19th at Warren Fitzgerald. It's a $10 admission. Uh, and, uh, again, you know, I know for a fact we'll most likely be at least covering the final three games. I know you're going to be there. I know you're going to be yep. there. I will be there definitely for the 830. Uh, but I, I think King Clarkson will probably be there before as well. So state chance we represented. You should, too. Uh, thank you, TJ Kelly. Thank you, Scott Bernstein. Read Scott's blogs uh, on our website, stateschampsnetwork.com. TJ's rankings are up there, and they're up uh, updated every Monday. Yep. Uh, you can comment how much you disagree with them as yep. much Division as 3 like. looked pretty good, though. Yeah. Then- Okay. I was like, wow, this yeah. is like <laughs> copy-paste. Absolutely. So uh, Matt Mauer, we'll be back. We'll talk a little girls' hoops. And then, of course, our B-Cam segment where we'll be talking with Coach Nizzy from Roseville. Awesome. So that's coming up in just a bit. Coaching basketball is a rewarding and challenging pursuit, but you don't have to do it alone. The Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan are here to support you. BCAM is the largest coaches association in the country with nearly 6,000 members representing college, high school, and middle school ranks. Members have access to drills, clinics, job opportunities, and it's the only way to vote for our annual awards, including Mr. and Miss Basketball. Join today by visiting BCAM.org because better coaching always matters. Welcome back to State Champs Hang Time, Michigan. Of course, I mentioned at the top of the show we have an Indiana podcast now that uh, uh, is going on, so you can check that out. That's at our website, statechampsnetwork.com, on the State Champs Indiana social media. Uh, obviously, the Hoosier State, a big hoops state. Just a little uh, bit. Yeah, it's about as big as it gets. So Matt Mowry is here, a managing editor at statechampsnetwork.com, and he is our girls' beat writer and mm-hmm. and uh, takes care of the rankings for us and uh, uh, is very invested in and everything happening in girls' hoops, and you have for years. It's yeah. not like this yep. is anything no, new for you. No. Yes, yes, exactly. So, uh, talk about quickly. You know, kind of your uh, rankings uh, for this week. What's what's news? Not a lot so far. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a quiet week simply because a, a lot of teams, a lot of the ranked matchups are going to be this Saturday. There's a Martin Luther King Day tournament yeah. at uh, Arbor Prep. So we're going to see some movement later in the week. But as of right now, there's really only been one matchup between teams that are actually in the top ten rankings, and that was Carmen Ainsworth uh, playing Country Day. Uh, Carmen Ainsworth came out with a five-point win over Country Day, leaving Country Day right at uh, 500 on the season. And I know people have mentioned, you know, why are they still in the rankings at this point? They've lost to the number one team in D4, the number one team in D2, the number two team in D1, and the number eight team in D1. That's four of their five losses. The other one is to a ranked team in Ohio. So, I mean, they're playing a murderous schedule. Right. Yes, they're not as deep as they have been in the past. And, yes, this is a a different era, so that's kind of why they're down at the bottom of the rankings. But 
it's still a pretty good team. So, yes, no uh, question. That's, that's one of the reasons they're still in it. And like I yes. said, th- th- we'll have some more ranked matchups later in, in the week. I think probably the biggest kind of measuring stick games we had uh, on Tuesday were we had Brighton and Heartland playing yeah. off in the yeah. uh, Livingston County. A bunch of honorable County. mentions. Yep, you honorable had mentions. Yep. Yes. And with Heartland, we, we knew that they were going to be good once they got everybody back and healthy. And we, we had the segment, obviously, last week with uh, – with with coach and we we knew how good they were going to be Brighton if, if they were any behind they were not far behind right. and they proved last night that they're right there they also have a pretty good big in Sophie Zekin who is is committed to to Bowling Green and and they they kind of took control of the KLA West with with a win last night now obviously they have to play again before the before the tournament and, and then you were out at another one with uh, with Celine and Pioneer and that SEC red is going to be interesting because there are some you know Celine had a perfect record up until last night uh, Pioneer only had the one loss and then Huron has an, is another team that's played a really murderous schedule and have a kind of a 500ish record at at this point too they're going to be right in the conversation, too, so it's going to be interesting to watch how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, Washtenaw County, uh, I would say, is is looking good right now, and it's 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 definitely uh, on the boys' side as well, you sure. know, with what we saw Skyline do last yep. year, and, yep. and uh, you know, Pioneers is a team that uh, I think is still a force to be reckoned with uh, just because of their guard play and that. Pioneer is just one of the teams, as well as so many other in the state right now, of where you've got freshmen yep. making immediate impacts. Yep. And Pioneer's going to be, it's going to be an interesting transition next year. They're going to graduate six seniors, including their big yes. Asaria Terman, yep. who's just going to go cross town to uh, Concordia, so she's not going yep. far for college. That's right. Um, but you're not, they're not, they're, there's not going to be a huge dip for them, I don't think, because, you, as you mentioned, three talented freshmen on the roster. I saw them a month or so ago against a very good Hazlitt team. Right. Mind you, it would have been a different game if Hazlitt had their big Amania Baker. She was out for the game. She's still coming back from a knee injury. So that would have been a real, real good big-on-big matchup. They kind of controlled that game, too, with their inside presence. because yeah. And they press. Yeah. They, they've yep. got a difficult press. Not only do they have Terman in the middle, but they also have a very talented six foot one freshman in Davi uh um, Dobby Matthews, and then they've got a couple of guards in Lauren DeWolf, a point guard, who, who when I saw them, she was starting. I don't know what the starting situation is now. Right. And then Maya Hicks, another guard who yep. was the first player off the bench when yep. I saw they them. They all played last night, yeah, and, they, uh, or Tuesday, I should say, and yes, sure. played well. Sure, yeah. and that's that's a very talented core that they're going to be able to build around for the next couple of years as they kind of transition from this big senior class to what looks like it's a big freshman class. And this is happening elsewhere. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not... What's uh, up with the freshmen? Well, there are a lot of them. And we mentioned Heartland a minute ago. Heartland has kind of had to use their big freshman class with Amanda Roach and Gracie Metz and Lauren Solom to keep kind of afloat while they were waiting for Whitney Solom, right. their junior, their star, uh, six foot four kid in the middle, uh, to get healthy from her own knee surgery. Uh, so they kind of, that kind of kept them afloat. We mentioned early on in the season that Detroit Edison has enough talent that they basically have a separate freshman team, Correct. their black team that is playing a varsity schedule, yep. um, and they've got two just just absolute stars at the top of that in Ruby Whitehorn, who is probably one of the top one or two freshmen in the state, and Rekia Beal, who is is very good in her own yeah. right. These are going to be the kids who come in over the next couple of years and kind of make their, their mark on varsity once some of the established stars that Edison has 
kind of, uh, you know, move on down the road. I went out to see Corona unbeaten the other night. Right. And they've got a very, very, very talented veteran core. They started four seniors. The other person that started with them is freshman forward Ellie Tony, who has kind of been a difference maker because she gives them kind of a one-two punch in the middle with Mariah Duncan. And then you've got you've got a team like like Howell just down the road from from uh, Heartland and Brighton. It's kind of in a rebuild mode, but they've got a Maeve St. John who is you know fresh off being a star in middle school, right, right onto the varsity and right into the starting lineup. Williamston's got a guard, Kaylee Douglas, and, and then of course there's probably the most talented freshman in the state, in Maya Petticord, mm-hmm. who is kind of leading the youth movement as as Ipsy Arbor Prep kind of rebuilds from there recent run of uh, state finals appearances. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate uh-huh. that. We're going to take another timeout when we come back on. Oh, by the way, you can see highlights of the Celine Pioneer game uh, on our social media, on our website, as well as uh, the highlights on Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit on the State Champs High School Sports Show television program. We're going to take another timeout. When we come back, it's our B-CAM segment. We're going to chat with uh, Roseville Boys head coach. Speaking of uh, highlights you can check on State Champs. We'll have highlights of that matchup in their win versus Macomb, Dakota on Tuesday. Matt was there. His article up at statechampsnetwork.com right now on that matchup. Head coach Hassan Nizam will be joining us next here on Hang Time. So, I got my start in officiating when a friend told me I should try it. At first, I just did basketball and I got hooked. Before long, I added baseball, softball, football, and volleyball. I really enjoy giving back to the game, working with kids, and working with my local association to recruit and train new officials. I would like to say to anybody that officiating is a great way to help kids and stay connected to the game. We always need new officials. There's help wanted, just listen. And you guys are a lot different, okay? You're tough, you're resilient, you're talented, you're physical, you're gritty, you're together, and that's why you've earned the right to compete for a championship essentially tonight. Welcome back to State Champs Hangtime Michigan. This is the B-CAM segment. The executive director of the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, Dan Young, is here in the house. How you doing, Dan? Great, great. Thanks Matt Mowry back with us, and we have got Coach Niz. So Hassan Nassam, the head coach at Roseville. Roseville is rolling. They are on the map, and uh, they uh, are in our main event this year or this week on State Champs, which will air Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, on Fox Sports Detroit. Big game this week against uh, Macomb, Dakota. We had Dakota ranked seventh coach coming into this particular uh, contest. Obviously, uh, the community showed up. Uh, You guys had a great crowd last night, and your team showed up. Um, So kind of just uh, talk about, you know, the game right off the bat uh, in that uh, you were able to win 63-56. to Oh, well, first off, I'd say, uh, you know, thank you for having me, man. I was really looking forward to this when you guys told me you're going to have me on. So I appreciate that. Yeah, where and, uh, are thank you? Thank you for covering the game last night. <laughs> where are I'm, you? I'm uh, right outside. I'm, I'm right outside the school right now. This, uh, Got uh, it. My assistant's my running practice for a minute while I'm with Got you guys. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so just in regards to last night's game, man, it was a crazy atmosphere. Um, we got into foul trouble early, had three stars with two fouls, so it was tough. We weren't able to – 
stick with the initial game plan we had. So we had to do some different things, play some different guys in different spots. But I thought credit to our kids, man. They just took control the whole entire game. I thought once we got the lead, Dakota kind of chipped into us a little bit, but we got enough stops. The game goes on to uh, give ourselves a chance to make some free throws at the end and put it away. Matt Mowry, you were at the game covering for state champs. Uh, what were your impressions on how uh, Roseville played? Well, one of the things that Coach mentioned is they got in some foul trouble early, and they were able to kind of overcome that. And Coach, talk a little bit about the difference maybe this year versus last year in the defensive intensity. I know that was one of the things you mentioned last night, that, that you guys are really taking pride in, in playing some tougher defense. And that really down the stretch in the, in the second half seemed to be key. Um, I mean, last year, the biggest thing with last year is we relied on the three ball a little bit too much. So we weren't that good of a defensive transition team. Whereas so this year, we got a couple post players who could play. So we've been really feeding the ball inside and our guards been having that attack mentality. So, I mean, really we're holding teams to 44 points a game. And Dakota scored 55 yesterday or 54. But I, I thought, I mean, defensively, we've been on a whole different level this year. Just when you got a kid like Ukamato, six foot seven behind you, it allows you to take a step up and be a little bit more confident guarding the basketball. So I think his impact down there has been good. But just being a little deeper this year, too, we're allowed to play. You know, we, we could give our guys a breather here and there, which allows us to get after it more and press more and play a little bit more with pace. Sure. We're talking with uh, Roseville head coach Hassan Nizam. And, uh, Coach, I know you uh, went to Dearborn 14, graduated in 2012, so you're not that long out of uh, high school, you know, yeah. and yet – instantly you are just attracted to coaching right i mean dan this is a dream yeah. for b cam right that you are like, yeah who wants to get into the game immediately you're a rising star and uh you know we're lucky to have you and i hopefully you will continue to uh, motivate and uh instill the you know all the discipline into the kids and uh i've just we've just heard a lot of great things about you so we're looking forward to checking it out as the season goes on and then for many years to come and you were hired you. you were hired a couple years ago right roseville now right 2017 yeah I think. Uh, yep it's uh, may of 2017 okay so was, and uh yeah. i know that there were I, I guess from what i read there were like 50 applicants or something for the job like there were a lot you know and here they took a chance on this young guy uh what do you think uh was the reason that they decided to, to you know to go with you um, when I when I first applied for that job, I was an assistant coach at U of M Dearborn, and I was you know trying to get my foot back in the door high school, trying to get a head coaching job. And the Roseville job was appealing, you know, it being a Class A school in a pretty good area was you know. So I think what turned the tide for me is Roseville did something unique in the interview process. As the third interview that we went to was an on-court demonstration. Perfect. And we had players from players from the team, and each coach was able to run a four-man workout, and the kids were essentially a part of the committee and had some say so you know i love asked it. the kids after the fact hey what did you guys you know and all the kids said coach we loved your energy when you came in you were teaching us everything every time we made a mistake you were correcting us so i think my my opportunity to work for the work with the kids in front of the committee i think it took age out of the out of the equation at yep. that point good that's great yeah absolutely that's that's good to hear we're gonna pass that one on to uh <laughs> The committee of yeah. hiring coaches. That is really, and, and that, that'd be a teaching interview. When you go to teach yep. and it comes down to the final two, normally you're asked to uh, teach a lesson. But to have the players a part of that and get a feel, you know, you can't fool the players. They know if you yep. know what's going on.
So that's great. It's great to hear. Yeah, and you're obviously uh, taking a break right here from practice right now uh, to be here with us, <laughs> and, and we appreciate it. Uh, I guess just um, before we let you go, just quickly, uh, what is your kind of uh, what's your feeling since you're a young guy in the game right now, and uh, you know basketball is is always. Uh, it's got its ebbs and flows, its ups and downs. It's good and, you know, and things that, that we need to work on. Obviously, we want to keep kids in the state. You know, that's uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that we want to do right away is, is to keep them in that high school experience. What's your thoughts on the game right now? Um, I, I mean, I think the game's in good standing. I mean, there's competitive basketball throughout the state. I think three major issues that everybody hits on is, one, maybe the implementation of a shot clock. Uh, two, maybe seeding the bracket to make it a little bit more competitive as time goes by. And three, just maybe the MHSA being less strict with some of the rules so maybe we can try to keep some of that top talent in the state because really all those guys are chasing is playing in higher-level games against higher-level players. Right. So maybe if we just get rid of the travel rule and we give the best of the best the opportunity to go play against the best of the best. And like Cast Tech versus King, and I know I don't want to get off context, but Cast yeah. versus King football game, that game should be played on ESPN. Right. So that, you know, that would be my only thing, maybe just trying to get the kids a little bit more exposure. But I think there's no excuses, though, with AAU and social media. If you could play, you could play and they're going to find you. So as long as as coaches, we stick to. Yeah, as long as we stick to developing our players and, and, you know, as coaches, we can't be November to March coaches. That's what I tell my kids all the time. I'm not going to coach you from November to March. We're going to put more work in the offseason than we probably do during the season. So from a coaching standpoint, as long as us coaches keep working and keep building the fundamentals with these kids, I think the state will be in good shape for years to come. Love it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, and you like the shot clock. I love it. I wish because teams try to slow it down on us and they have one-minute possessions, so I hate it. Right. <laughs> we yeah. talked about that last yeah, week, last actually. Week. And yep. so, the better your team, the more you want the clock. The right. worse your team, probably, the more <laughs> right. you don't would, want the clock. Would, right. would, you, would you think, uh, because, you know, we want to kind of, you know, kind of start these movements. We were, I think we kind of came to the uh, idea that we thought 35 might be kind of the best number to work with. I think 35 is, I think 35 is a good number to work with. Okay. And the way I look at it is this when, you know, like he said, with team, the better teams want a shot clock because I mean, we could come press you for 10, 15 seconds. Now you got to come have to figure something out and you only have 15, 20 seconds to do right. so rather than coming down and playing for a minute. But hey, at the end of the day, no excuses. It's been like that for a hundred years and we got to find ways to speed up the game if that's what we want to do without the shot clock. So, right, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Coach Young, uh, why don't you mention real quickly uh, the we do it on TV and we'll do it here. The registration deadline coming up for the BCAM members. Yes, uh, BCAM's registration deadline is February fifteenth. So we're uh, in a mad rush at this point. We're we're doing great. We're right about where we were, but now we're we're uh, reaching out to our regional directors to then reach out to our schools. Um, Amy uh, Heidenberg, our um, administrative assistant, and myself have uh, written emails to all the athletic or um, sent uh, letters to all the athletic directors in the state, both college and high school, and said, you're a member or you're not a member. So we're really working hard at it, but it's getting close. We're getting into the final three and a half weeks till the deadline's over, and then all the awards start happening and nominations for reaching higher and coach of the year. Um, those types of things will be coming down the way. So very right. impressed with you, Coach. It was great having you on today. You're, you're, I, you're, I appreciate uh, it. You're Thank a high you riser, man. Keep it up. 
Thank you. I appreciate everything you guys do for the for the game in the state of Michigan. Yeah, right on. And we thank you. Uh, remember, we'll have the uh, main event. We'll have highlights of uh, Roseville. We've got to check out what's happening with the Panthers right now as they took on uh, Dakota on Tuesday. You can watch that on State Champs on our social media and as well as uh, on Fox Sports Detroit Sunday at 9 a.m. Coach, we'll let you get back to practice. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you again thank you. for having me. All right. All right, guys, and we will see you next week.